I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. One, two, clean. Hello. Greetings. Greetings, loved ones. Let's take a journey. I, I know a place where the grass is really green. Everybody just turns it off. She didn't. She used to go hard and then she didn't. Katy Perry? Yeah. Yeah. Katy Perry used to be my love language. You know how people say like gift giving and like words of affirmation. I used to be a diehard Katy Perry California girl. I wasn't allowed to listen to her because she had that one song, I Kissed a Girl. Uh-huh. And like when it came on the radio, you would have to turn it off or I'd have to sing it and not say the girl part. Don't, I know you know this, but I'm going to pull a digito on you anyway. Did you know? You say, he, I'll pull like a digito? No, like I'm going to pull a did you know on you. Oh, I was like, what's a digito? <laughs> Is that Australian? Pull a digito. A digito. A dingo bat. Um, and it's that, did you know that when Katy Perry wrote that song, she purposefully did like the taste of her cherry chapstick, meaning like the taste of her <laughs> Sorry. Well, cherry chapstick. Cherry chapstick's a euphemism for, for a vagina. I did not know that until very recently, and I'm interested in knowing that sorry it's, <laughs> right, it's, it's a euphemism yes yeah. euphemism Law school. Yeah. 
So, um, you guys know yesterday how we recorded the episode and it sounded like I was literally gargling rocks. Yeah. And bo- boy was yesterday an adventure. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. There was fainting. There was blood. It was, it was quite an adventure. But at least I can talk now. And I felt bad because the first thing that I thought of when Sydney told me that she passed out getting her blood taken, extracted, whatever, I was like, oh, I wish I was there. <laughs> no, literally. Okay, but okay, the best part is, so you guys know how like, I don't have an addictive personality, but I become like fixated on certain things. Like for a while, it was cheddar cheese Pringles. And it still is, but I've weaned myself off of her. I don't have her as often. But right now, it's sugar-free, sugar-free blue Gatorade. I don't know what it is, but she consistently hits, and she consistently provides me with happiness. I think I have her uh, once a day, at least. But the best part is, after I passed out, they gave me, not sugar-free, but a blue Gatorade, and it really made the whole experience worth it. <laughs> so can you taste a difference between sugar-free blue Gatorade and the normal blue Gatorade? Yes, the sugar-free one is like, it tastes more clear. I don't know if that makes any sense. Okay, I have this like philosophy that like there are some drinks that are clear and some that are not clear. Like milk <laughs> is not clear unless it's cold. When it's cold, it's clear. Sweet tea is clear. Gatorade is clear. But like um, wine is not clear. Soda is not clear. And this is why I deserve a Nobel Peace Prize because I think in ways that people don't. Yes. And so does Sarah, like, thinking that cheese is... Shut up, dude. Literally. <laughs> I still can't believe you said that. What a low moment. And what's even more embarrassing is that um, we paused the episode, like, four minutes in last episode and took, like, a two-day-long break. Yes. Probably more, like, week-and-a-half-long break uh, because our friend Finn, who you guys know if you're, like, OGs, he came through the door. So as soon as I was trying to convince Sydney very seriously that cheese came from goats our friend finn walked in and he was like no it's not <laughs> i was like this is the most embarrassing moment of my life because i can say dumb shit like that around sydney all day long and not feel embarrassed but any other person i'm like uh, okay let's not i feel like finn finn's actually the only male guest we've ever had on the podcast we've had a lot of female guests he's the first male guest yeah or the only male guest but we're changing that i guess Ugh. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have more guests on. We have a very exciting guest coming up in January. You guys are actually gonna scream. Like I'm screaming already and we've known for a month. So just prepare prepare your knickers like you are gonna be. Yeah, like sit down. Thoughts. We're talking sit down. world famous. World, world famous. famous. Not even <laughs> Okay. Just be ready. And also, that is a great transition. Speaking of like men. <laughs> Sarah B grabbed these connections from the sky. Yeah, I have a cooter hole in all of my. Okay, I don't know where this came from, but my, I've been calling it a cooter for literally like four months now. But my, I have a cooter hole in all of my tights, and I. What happened? Yeah. What, am I am I doing like jumping jacks or like lunges <laughs> down the street? I don't know what's going on. But anyway, speaking of men, speaking of men. <laughs> but that's one thing is that so you guys know we have the live show coming up on December 9th. Woo. And Go get your tickets if you haven't already. If they're fifteen dollars, it's gonna be so fun. Yes, fifteen for an incredible night. Um, you guys obviously hear the podcast and how we interact, but like what you hear has gone through like edits, like the stupid things, the very stupid things have been cut out. Stupid stuff is left in, but the very stupid has been cut out. Like when Sarah asked if there were days of the week in Europe. <laughs> so like when we have our live show. I don't think it's really occurred to us yet that like we can't edit it out. Like you guys will hear the pure stupidness. I'm not kind of excited for it. You are gonna be live in front of people and have to interact with other people and be real people. So we're kind of freaking out. Like it's gonna be a mix of like 
podcast bits and really good music. Mm. So it's like the best of both worlds. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a mini, mini podcast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, good music. Good music. Good music, good vibes, good drinks. Yeah. And if you haven't heard yet, our two, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about it because I feel like I've been you know sucking my own asshole for this entire time uh if you haven't heard yet our two headliners are going to be brandon rosen and matt gumley and we're very excited um and yeah so you should come get your tickets now they're going to sell out because we've seen like a recent uptick so just letting you know love you because we want to see you all meet you all want to make sure you all have opportunity to get tickets so anyway today we're going to talk about men in social media and this isn't going to be like a whole bashing men session but recently uh, maybe no just kidding but Cindy and I have recently discovered that um, men who I'm trying to think of the most nice way to put this but I don't think there is one we've noticed that men in general at least in our opinion don't do as much as women to get noticed and or famous on apps like Instagram TikTok etc okay there's like two very big things about men on social media one is my guidelines for dating a man when yes is <laughs> that okay. three things he needs to not care about social media like he needs to be on it but like if you have more followers than me or like you're using reels in hashtags and carousels and you're like talking about your follower account we're gonna have a problem because who are you following you know <laughs> that's that's a big thing and that's what makes me wonder, do they think the same thing about us or is it different and why? But you know that TikTok sound that's like, this, this is, is for girls. girls. That's how I feel social media is because like, I feel like not to be sexist, but as a man, unless it's like a business thing or like social media is your job, I just haven't really found that men care that much about social media. And if they do, I've always had a problem with them. I think because it's very much an image-based app and men who are obsessed with their image are often very toxic. So I tend to avoid that. Um, so yeah, when I see men like mass following girls, I find that to be a red flag because I don't even mass follow guys. The people I follow on Instagram are usually friends I've met. There are a few cute celebrity men, but they're usually like accounts of brands that I like or inspirational accounts or like law, like law accounts, like law meme accounts, stuff like that. I don't mass follow guys in hopes they'll give me attention. And also whenever you look at those girls' profiles, they always like, and not to like slut shame, this is the last thing I'm doing, but they always all the time, I feel like in my, at least in my experience, whenever a man or someone I'm seeing has like mass followed like 60 different girls, they're all make, they all have their accounts specifically for the purpose of like showing themselves off, which is great for them, but for the guy I'm seeing, it's not great seeing from them. Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand that. Because, like, I, see, I feel the same way, is that, like, all the guys I've dated have done this, and when they do mass follow girls, as a black woman who has often dated men of other ethnicities, there have never been girls that look like me. And I always wondered to myself, what would be more of a red flag, if they all looked like me <laughs> or if none of them looked like me? I've experienced both, and both are uncomfortable. I was about to say, have you, have you come to a consensus on what's better? Um, both. And I mean, no, which is worse, both. Okay. Because I found that if you're mass-following girls in general, that's a problem. Because if you're in a committed relationship, why are you looking to other people? Like, obviously, you can be attracted to whoever you want. Like, my boyfriend and I would be like, oh my god, that person's beautiful, they're gorgeous, whatever. But if you're having the attention to, like, want to see them constantly and, like, comment on their body and things like that, I feel like that's disrespectful to the relationship. Yeah. But is that, just, is that too much? Is that jealous? I feel like, okay, guys will be the first to be like, oh, like, 
this girl's so hot. Like, oh my God, look at her. Like, oh my God, she's so, you know? And I'm sitting here like, because I know that if I say something, they're going to be like, oh, you're so jealous. Like, you're so insecure. So sit there and take it. But God forbid a man walks in my peripheral vision and I happen to look that direction. They're like, oh, okay, I'm literally right here. And I'm just like, I don't really understand if in a relationship they ever think that like their actions also have effects. Because like men will be like, oh, girls are so dramatic and emotional and they overthink and they overreact and they're sensitive. But have you ever seen a man when they're sick? Have you ever seen a man where there's more attractive men in the room or more successful men in the room or in the conversation? Suddenly, suddenly, all these words be attaching to them too. So I'm kind of just like, you know, where's the equality in that? The equality. The equality. <laughs> because I want to make it clear that if I was, it would be fine. But like, I don't want to date a woman. I don't want to have sex with a woman, etc. But like, I can look at a woman and be like, she's so hot and so stunning and like beautiful. Like, I can like acknowledge a woman's like hotness, just like I can a man's hotness. Um, it's not so much like a sexual drive, but it is like a Maybe that person sexual. is stunning. And whenever I say stuff like that in front of Eric, if you're listening, I love you. But like, whenever I say stuff like that in front of my boyfriend, he's always like like he always gave me like the stink eye and I'm like that's unnecessary you know what I mean like it's uncalled for just like you can like I wouldn't be creeped out if he was like oh yeah that guy's attractive I hear straight men say that other guys are attractive all the time and to me that's not a um demotion of their masculinity so when I do it I'm like why is it a demotion of my straightness when I'm like commenting that another woman is beautiful I have two comments to that. The first is I've always had opposite reactions. They're like, oh, like, I'd love to be with, like, you and her. And I'm like, yeah. why do you have to make everything sexual? Like, like why don't you make out? Yeah, like, because I don't want to. Like, yeah. why? Okay, the thing is, like, it's not even because they want girls to, like, explore their sexuality or, like, find what they find to be, like, fun or pleasing. It's, it's because it's for them. <laughs> it's literally for their own pleasure. Yeah, what I say? Oh, yeah, it's literally for their own pleasure, and I'm just like people. Other people exist besides you. Like other feelings exist. Like why is it always about you? But also, I saw a TikTok talking about this, and it was like, if you think about like just the concept of mask, like the construct of masculinity, it's not about men being a certain way to make women see them like that. It's men being a certain way so that other men respect their masculinity. Like, the reason why they don't call other men attractive is because it might make them seem like they're attracted to men in front of other men. You know, like, and I just, that just blows my mind because I feel like girls are have the freedom to be more, like, say whatever they want, whatever they feel without people being like, oh my God, you're a lesbian. Like, not like, not like number one, there's something wrong with that. Why is it considered an insult? Like, yeah. calling, like, there's no insult form of the word when it comes to women but to men like why is gay considered an insult yeah and like it's like what are you by if I was what's the issue you know what I mean like that why are you why is your ego so fragile about that like what if I was attracted to women or what if I were what if I was attracted to women how is that hurting you like I'm dating you you know what I mean so it's just kind of annoying I feel bad because it's like it is a construct they're stuck in that it's hard to escape but they also, by not escaping it, they're perpetuating it. But then there's also people like, well, there's also straight men that bend those lines, like Harry Styles, and people always have a problem with it. And you know what it is? It's because he's not being their description of masculine. 
and they're like, oh, he's doing too much. He just wants attention. Or maybe he's just breaking the confines of what you view as a man and it makes you uncomfortable. Because the people that have a problem with it are other men. They're like, why is he dressing like a girl? Why is he wearing a skirt? Why is he wearing green velvet? Like, why do you care? Like, you go put on your gray sweatpants and your gray sweatshirt that don't match and have stains all over it. If that's fashion to you, go do it. Mm-hmm. Just because another man wants to, like, explore that in a different way doesn't mean you need to be offended by it, you know? It definitely does not make sense. And also, one thing that I've noticed is that um, I'm using gay, just like because you prompted it as the word lesbian, but using gay as an insult has come back now in some certain straight male groups that I've observed over the past few months. And I don't understand it, but in several ways. One, it's obviously offensive, and just like for obvious reasons, I don't need to explain it. And two, it's just not funny you know like men humor and I kind of want to tie it back to social media real quick is that male humor on TikTok especially just because that's the platform I'm on the most is not funny when they're being misogynistic and they're trying to make it funny like using gays and insult saying like oh yeah women you know after Halloween nines turn you know they go from nine to women go from nine to sixes after Halloween you you were three and and you're still a three exactly like you're balding what are you talking about and it's not even about appearances it's just about like you're not getting laid. Like, why are you hating on women who are hot? Like, period, because you can't get any. And it's just kind of frustrating because I see a lot of, like, offensive jokes on the app. And men are the first people to be like, oh, yeah, ladies, uh, you know, you only have followers because of your looks. It's like, well, you only have followers because, like, you're literally, like, an attention-seeking, ugly, you can literally breathe and get followers, you know? Uh, Yeah, men on TikTok, like, take their shirt off and, like, look at the camera and they get 10 million likes. I'm one of those likes, but whatever. (laughs) Um, I hate that men on TikTok feel the need to comment on everything. Like, a girl could be making a video about her favorite barbecue sauce. It could be about her dog. So I was looking at my barbecue sauce and it was really good. They could be talking about their nails. Anything. And men will find a way to critique, critonk. <laughs> what? You just can't remember. <laughs> Sorry. Men will find a way to critique their looks their body the way they speak and the thing is like for some reason men of our generation feel like women exist for their pleasure their visual pleasure their physical pleasure their emotional pleasure if you do not fit a narrow view of what they think a woman should be should look like should act like like think about how awful lyrics are that are written by men about women how degrading they are how disgusting they are how disparaging they are and men will be walking around singing it throw their hands up in the air speaker out you know but god forbid megan the stallion and cardi b talk about wop or they talk about body yada yada or lizzo literally breathes men will literally be keeling over in their rooms literally seething at the teeth (laughs) seething out of their mouths with anger because god forbid women aren't doing something for their immediate pleasure or immediate like. And they're the first, they're the first people to be following girls on Instagram or on TikTok that, like you said, are like, have their bodies as their platform that are like wearing lingerie and have like OnlyFans. Obviously it's like something they're doing for their own like interest, pleasure, whatever. They're the first people to follow those girls, but God forbid you as a woman wants to be sexual or wants to show some skin, but you're quote unquote theirs, it's a problem. You know, I just, it makes me mad, so angry. I just let women exist for for their own pleasure, for their own existence, for their own interest. And if you're a stand-up guy, if you know you don't do this, this is not at you, but if you're you're very rare and if you're a, uh, you know, 
gym bro with small calves who like feel the need to comment on women's appearances and the fact that they're not up to your standards and that they're lower than a two and the only way like if you're one of those guys you know in the words of drew afuelo kick rocks and eat glass (laughs) goodbye i can't stand it i'm katia adler host of the global story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the middle east political and economic crises in europe drug cartels in mexico Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories change your perspective connecting changes everything at&t you're a growing business which means you need every spare hour you can find that's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in slack slack is where work happens with all your people data and information in one ai powered place start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites or build an automation with workflow builder to take routine tasks off your plate no coding required grow your business in slack visit slack.com to get started hey this is christina quinn i'm the host of try this the washington post's new series of audio courses The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. I feel like it's perpetuated by, like, frat culture and also just by, by the male side of social media. Like, I see so many TikToks that are like, the reason why women are always so happy because they have too high of standards. Baby, if I did a, did a cross-nation global survey on women's standards with the men of this generation, they are not even the floor. They are the foundation under the floor. They're like the <laughs> cement and the dirt and the roots. Like, breathing... That's all that's all it is right now because if you ask for respect, if you ask for fidelity and loyalty, if you ask for honesty, if you ask for bare minimum respect, you are apparently asking for too much. And I see guys make videos about it and I'm like, the reason why you do not have a woman right now is because you are built like a Tonka truck, you are five foot four, and you are on this app disparaging women for having some sort of standard for respect. That's why you're single, not because women have high standards, because you are not even a standard, you know? And I just, it blows my mind that men can sit there on this app and perpetuate that. And that's why men shouldn't have social media. They shouldn't, they shouldn't speak. They should just be, they should just sit there. 
It is for the girls only. And also, I want to talk about thirst traps because, um, and this is just in my experience, what I see. But when a guy, and I don't know his name, but he's part of like Hype House or whatever, when he holds on the shower railing and is like, oh, I'm like making groaning noises, everybody's in his comments like, wow, like, oh my gosh. Especially so like the women's are, the women's, the women are in his comments being like, oh yeah, if you ever find me in those comments, no, you didn't. Oh yes. But in the, in those, you know, men's comments, it's, or in his comments in particular, it was the woman you know gushing over it and then it was the men saying I want to be you praising this guy like oh you know you hit the gym today just bro stuff like that and then when a woman there has been like a viral um like what's it called thirst trap going around recently of this girl doing this thing with her tongue and you know and but no no yeah like it's not section she's not doing anything with it she's just like moving it around and then the women are in her comments kind of not shaming her but there's a hint of passive aggressive jealousy in them and then the men are in her comments being like oh you're for the streets and it just makes me so mad because it's like your gym bro just did the same thing you don't have you don't have anything to say to him like maybe he should just go to the corner instead of the, gir- the it corner. makes no <laughs> he should hit the curb instead it just makes no sense to me when i've had boyfriends who were really active on social media it was always for malicious reasons and so that's why we're having this conversation you know what i mean it's not like oh men can't have social media because they're men it's like in our experiences personally whenever our significant others who happen to be men do have social media it's always for manipulative and weird sketchy reasons yeah. and it's funny because like Another thing I want to talk about is how do you feel about men posting you on social media? So I feel like there's there's a expectation for women to post their man on Instagram and like publicly claim that you are theirs, but they will never do it in return. No! Because they want to have the option and they want to have the ability to do whatever they want and not have to feel like they're responsible or being held accountable you know so they can follow their hinge girls they can follow the girls they meet at the bar and not like oh yeah i have a girlfriend you know and it's literally just about control yeah it's it's really about control and it's weird because like of the two guys i dated in the last five years whatever um one of them refused still refusing he's my boyfriend now to post me on social media will not do it we had been together for over three years just has not done it and for me that makes me uncomfortable because it's like if you don't want to publicly seen with me, then why are you with me? That's always been my thing. Like, I'm not forcing you to post something, but you should want to. You know, you should want people to know that you're with me. You should be proud to be with me. And then the guy that I dated previously, it was the opposite. Like, from our first date, he posted me on his Instagram. Like, not like a post in feed, that'd be too much. But, like, on his stories, I'd always be on them. Because he was, wasn't embarrassed to be with me, you know? Like, people would talk to me and be like, who's that, who's that? And he, like, wouldn't care. He's like, yeah, of course. Like, I'm with you. I'm proud to be with you. Why would I want to hide that, you know? And so, for me, it's always been a good gauge of seeing how they perceive me outside of the realm of just he and I. It's like, are they embarrassed to be seen with me outside of that? How do they feel about their family and their friends knowing about me? Are they being sketchy? Like, are they wanting to be held accountable? So for me, it's always been a good descriptor as to why or an indicator as to how they feel about our relationship in a public setting. When Eric and I first started dating, I was not trying to post him because I just don't like... I know that, like, especially as, like, a female on social media, I would be way more criticized than, like, he would as a male on social media, just in general, uh, you know, 
the first thing I did when I posted him for the first time is I got DMs from like all of these creepy guys being like, oh, you're taken, you're taken, what? Like, let me show you a real date. Let me show you who a real man is, you know? And I didn't really want that negative attention. So that's kind of the reason I was choosing not to post my boyfriend on my social media. Yeah, I think it's honestly all about communication because obviously women can think one thing from their perspective or in which if you can always think one thing from one perspective, but you never really know their true intentions until you talk to them. I mean, they could lie to your face because people do that sometimes, but... I think the conversation is at least worth it to understand what you both need out of a relationship. And you don't have to post your significant other and no one's saying that. Or you don't have to not post them. I think it's a matter of... Because people like to be private. Some couples are private. I think it's more of a matter of what you need to feel comfortable in your partnership. Great example. Great celebrity influencer example. Hannah Burner, cast member of Summer House, just got engaged, married? I don't know. But she's in a relationship and she's leaving the show, Summer House, even though that's basically what got her her fame. She's also a stand-up comedian, whatever, so she got a lot of exposure from the show. Exposure from the show. And she's leaving solely because of the person she's dating because she said she's so in love with him that she wants to keep their entire relationship private. And she's afraid that if she goes on the show, they're going to receive a lot of negative attention and backlash that she feels like they already have been receiving solely because of Summer and Winter House. So she's leaving the show for him. How's, and so she's choosing to I keep their that. entire relationship private. I know that. I've never heard that show until I met you. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Bravo. Andy Cohen. Summer House. It's the best. It's like, it's very like um, Love Island vibes, but they don't couple off. They just like gossip and start drama. It's really good. I love Love Island. I'm like a British one now. Because British accents and drama are gorgeous. I don't know yes. what they're talking about. No one's seen a bunch of horny Americans in a house together. That's literally <laughs> called a fraternity. So And they did have they did have an American Love Island and it did not hit as much as the British yeah. one did. Like people some people watch the American one yeah. and there's an Australian one too, but I only like the British one. The UK Love Island is obviously Yeah. Is better, just like we are. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for, yeah, thank you. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Do not forget to get your tickets to the concert. And uh, it's on December 9th, so make sure you're free. Clear up your entire calendar. And um, it starts at what time? 7.30? What time does it start? 7. Okay, but uh, what's my call it? Um, Doors open 6.45, show starts at 7. Yes. So, you know, if you you can, like, make plans later that night. We can just be a little pregame, so... Uh, come we're so excited to meet you all and uh, we can all go out to bars after yeah. and get drunk together how about that how about that uh, so we love you and as always you can find us on Spotify Apple Podcasts and iHeart um, and you know on social media at Crying in Public Podcast on Instagram TikTok and YouTube um, I was gonna say something else Oh, yeah, you know, safe travels if you're going anywhere for Thanksgiving. And we will see you next time. Happy turkey. Happy turkey. Happy mac and cheese. Oh, wait, please. Almost. I'm going to make this a poll on the Instagram stories because I had a fight, fight with someone about this yesterday. Do you have mac and cheese at your Thanksgiving? Yeah. Uh, We have, like, some form of mac and cheese. What kind of form of there is mac and cheese besides mac and cheese? We have, most of the time it's just like mac and cheese. But like this one year we made mac and cheese squares.
So you could like take out a square of mac and cheese and put it on your plate with like crust on it. So it was like, like girl, that's just mac and cheese cut in the square. Yeah, but they were mac and cheese squares. That's what they were called. Yeah, we're a white ass family. Yeah, I was like, that's literally called cutting it in a square and putting it on your plate. Yeah. Like, I don't like mac and cheese bites. Like when people put it in like deep fried balls, I think that's disrespectful to mac and cheese. It's okay by <laughs> itself. Why are you trying to make it fancy? But I need to know because I told this person that if I ever Eh, 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 yeah, yeah, burr. Show up to a Thanksgiving dinner with some mac and cheese. I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm no. I'm I'm boycotting. It's the only thing I can eat because I'm allergic to cinnamon and nuts, which is on everything in Thanksgiving. Yeah. So if there is if there is not mac and cheese, I will simply leave. Goodbye. So if you're still listening at this point, give us a quick DM. Tell us whether or not you have mac and cheese at your Thanksgiving. That's your staple. That's your staple. And if you don't, you better have a reason or Sydney's going to come for you because she's in charge of the Instagram. So you'll be talking to her. So keep that in mind. Okay. Uh, Goodbye. Bye. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.